Welcome to the Media Molecule Podcast number 25 on the 10th of September 2012. I'm more of a 2012. Really? Okay. okay. 2012. Good, thank you. Uh, today we have with us... Me, Kenny. And David Smith. And Rex. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> and me, Smith. Rex's sound was performed live. <laughs> All the other ones were in front as well, of, in including front of a studio the, audience. <laughs> the toilet one was also live. No, 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 no. Neither was the uh, glass breaking and baby crying. We're going to have that, are we? Yeah. He did request it. And they regretted it, but you requested it nonetheless. And it's a bit like that rule that we have in this company that the first sort of nickname that someone gets that they don't want, that's the one they have to have. Well, uh, <laughs> Aggie. A- Agamemnon. Or Paul. <laughs> Is that Our a IT manager. Yeah. Rex doesn't have a nickname. That's because Rex well, had that, a... That is the nickname. <laughs> that is an absurd name. Yes. <laughs> it's way too whimsical you're, for you're, a real person. You're actually John. <laughs> yes. My um, name is Dave Smith. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we nicknamed oh, him Generic. Oh. <laughs> um, it's been a while since we did a podcast. Um, Sorry about that. That's because we were getting ready to announce our new game, Tearaway. Um, and... Rex and Dave are here because they're the lead designers and and what else are you? You're a doodle master. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I draw draw the pictures, colour them in, say, put well, them yeah. in the computer, <laughs> <laughs> cut things, print out them out. Yeah, which we actually do in this game. So that's good. But how long how long has Terry been? How, how long were we beavering are we at it before it got announced? Oh, that's a casual question. This is how it's going to go, is it? You're going to you're going to just drop them in questions. on wow. I just thought I'd throw that out there. I thought I just thought I just thought I'd throw it out because it's interesting. Like you know, it didn't just come out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere if you were a member of the public and didn't know it was coming. Yeah. But for us, we've been working on it mm. for at least a week. Yeah. Before, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot it. of colouring in going on. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, it's, it's over a, over a year. Yeah. Less than two years. Yes. <coughs> That's the kind of. Can, can we split the difference? Year and a half. Mm. When did we stop working on it? No. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like scaled up as well, so scaled up to the heady heights of double figures of people working on it. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, for a while we were very much in a sort of, uh, what do you call it? Well, a prototype mode, just a couple of people, and then... There was a secret room of, involved as well, if yeah. I recall. Yes. The secret tree the house. secret tree house, which yes. wasn't in a tree. It was in a office. <laughs> <laughs> just like all best children's tree houses yeah it's nice to talk these things up though it's quite yeah. funny that room because when we moved to the this new studio we kind of set aside a secret projects room and then we used it and then we realised we didn't like it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's just well, now well, it's, like, it's an art it's, room it's an art room it's where the life drawing and other messy crafty activities take place yes yeah, yeah. any we've, glue we've, yeah we've done quite a bit of uh, paper crafting in there um, recently, and I think uh, who was it? Someone tweeted a photo of some of the paper landscape. Jeff Keeley. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, as as well as building the building the world in the in the computers, we're also building it uh, out of bits of paper to make sure that what you see on the Vita screen actually looks like a real paper world. That's quite cool. That story actually of the of how concept art has kind of gone through various stages and it's like fed back into the game because the 
the way you were building the, the meshes before and things was quite traditional, right? And then, mm -hmm. it, and then it changed halfway through. Yeah, I mean, we 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 got to the stage with the with the engine where we could actually, rather than just importing meshes, um, which isn't like the most creative way to build stuff, and it just means that a very small amount of the team can kind of get involved. But now, because you can actually draw out a sheet of paper on the ground and then put some folds in and fold it up, that like any anyone on the team can make some make some art. So basically, um, the the editor allows you to work with virtual paper, which might sound a bit mad, but the real benefit from that is that it means that you end up with papery behaviour in the game. Yeah. Not sort of just like this f weird abstracted idea of what paper should behave like, but because you're forced to work with virtual paper, you end up with very papery behaviour, yep. which sounds like a slightly convoluted way to do things, but it's amazing. And as soon as we added that folding and tearing tech and stuff to the game, it's when it really started to feel properly papery. And, and to be clear, that's our editor. Yes. So in, in terms of how much of that we expose to the users, um, I guess we, we don't know yet, but in a much, probably a much more minimal form than, than we ourselves use. Yes, those are currently development tools for making the experience. Um, but it's, um, it's cool. <laughs> it's papery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess we kind of got ahead of ourselves a little bit there. Well, we should oh, we're describe just a little bit more about well, what Tearaway is. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm assuming everyone has listened I'm to I'm glad it. you asked that, Dave. <laughs> so I, think you you should have to, I think you should have to explain it. I mean, you're well-versed after the uh, it's, announcement. It's a whimsical game set in a charming papercraft universe where anything can happen. <laughs> <laughs> and often does. Ooh. Uh, these guys have just come back. Well, not just. <laughs> I mean, we Gamescom to announce got very thing. lost. It's yeah. very big, Gamescom. It is actually. About it's four huge. weeks to get out of the building. <laughs> it is actually the biggest show, I think, in terms of size. It just, it's knackering. Wow. I remember when we did LBP, we were right on the end. It's all these, like, hangars. feel like aircraft hangars. And LBP thing was right down one end. And then the, the media centre was on the other, and I kept having to go back and forth. And it was just a massive trek each time, so yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> so I felt that I spent all of my time at Gamescom walking around, like outside of Gamescom, to get to the hotel where we were then showing the game. So oh, you, were, you weren't actually in the, in the media centre? I, I mean, I, I was there when we did the announcement, but I didn't get to see any other games. Mm. I didn't get Aww. onto the showroom floor and play cool stuff. I did. I got my picture taken with some zombie ladies. Oh yeah, it's pretty exciting. I think they were representing zombie Wii U, but they were just like some zombie girls. Well, normally at these kind of consumer shows they've got the blight that is Booth Babes, sort of uh, misogynistically promoting games using the female form, whereas zombie Wii U um, had a slightly more interesting take where the girls were basically zombies walk walking about the show floor. Were they definitely just dressed up? Yeah, they weren't actually zombies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, no, I have had a craving for human flesh ever since, <laughs> ever since Gamescom. Um, yeah, so I got onto the show floor to see some other games because um, I wasn't doing press interviews, so I was over there just kind of enjoying the announcement. Skipping around. Skipping around. Ladies. Skipping around with zombie ladies. But it is, it's mad. It's a very, very, very big event. What was it like doing the, the announce thing? Was it quite big? audience it's quite hard for us to tell well i i had no idea what was going on because i was backstage the whole time 
so I couldn't I couldn't see how many people in the audience or like what other stuff was being shown I just knew when someone like pushed us very hard that I had to run <laughs> out onto the stage well, they didn't and, have uh, like a monitor or anything that's weird uh, I think I think there was one like in the far corner um yeah, so it was it was kind of mad to there suddenly some some music playing, uh, and then ran up some rickety stairs and out onto the st- stage. Um, managed to walk forward, bend down, pick up a Vita, and start <laughs> playing it. I didn't drop it once, so I was very very proud. Yeah, we're very um, proud of you watching right yeah, here. Yeah, I thought I thought it, I managed to hold it with both hands pretty well. Um, <laughs> I was, I was a little bit worried about accidentally um, because tear away one of the the big things as hopefully you've seen is that you can push your fingers into this paper world and that's one of the reasons why it is papery so that it is kind of a, a thing that you want to it's fragile and tactile and you can kind of actually have this fusion of you outside of the game and inside but I was really worried that I might accidentally like stick my fingers through it a, a bit too early and uh of spoil the surprise so um had to be quite sort of careful um, but uh yeah it all it all went fine i think the timing um, was great i mean i, I was yeah. sat in the audience and everything came across really slick i know that alex was freaking out about the autoprompter mm. so yeah, in yeah. fact he, he just he basically he memorized this whole script oh yeah yeah he memorized no he made it up yeah, yeah. on stage yeah. i mean yeah. it was loosely the same thing he'd done yeah. in rehearsals <laughs> um, she had a very explicit um version of it um, about five minutes earlier. Do you mean um, like a rude like version? Rude, yes. Like. Yeah. No, not like physically. Um, which uh, <laughs> just like which, explicitly, like which you know. which had had a similar kind of um, similar themes, but um, more energy. Yeah. Yeah. A bit too much energy. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so is that Alex working out his sort of Tourette's yeah. creeps? Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he managed to get all the swearing out of the way um, with the mics off. Yes. So that when he went on stage, yep. it was nothing but fluffy bunnies. Exactly. Yeah. Nice technique. He was, he was like a he was like an innocent seven-year-old on stage. But the audience reaction was cool. Like just hearing, I think there was there was over a thousand hardened, jaded journalists all in one room, all sort of getting excited about this this new game, which was really exciting yeah, to hear people I, I gasping and that didn't come across. Like I, I saw the in, like in the web feeds. Online, yeah, the yeah. Web feeds. yeah, when we were and, watching, and they yeah. chopped off all of the audience reaction. <laughs> Yeah, he but just it went straight amazing. into some other video. Yeah. Uh, which was it? Kill Killzone, I think? Was that something? I can't mm. uh, yeah, it was. It yeah. just went straight into that. And we were like, oh. <laughs> it was like a real. <laughs> like, oh. Because we were all standing around upstairs with, you know, champagne and. <laughs> right. Loud it's like, do we pop the cork now? <laughs> yeah, like. Uh, oh. Awkward silence. So we had a bit of a chair, and, you know, that was mm. good. Oh, was, there's, a huge, there's a huge chair on, on the floor. I mean, that, that was the biggest reaction. That I think they had at the conference. Yeah, it's quite bad, like being up on stage and seeing everyone with their camera phones out. It was like, whoa, you know, on the other side of that. Exactly. Yeah. The the internet facing you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like it. (laughs) Steering Twitter between the eyes. Yeah. (laughs) Were you nervous at all about you like a hardened stage? Well, I didn't really have to do anything, so. Rex Rex loves presenting, so (laughs) yeah. Uh yes. I mean yeah, it was it was fine. I mean as long as 
as long as I didn't drop the Vita and it didn't crash, and it wouldn't crash because you know it's build was it's, really stable. It was actually the team did a really yeah. good job. Yeah. In the weeks before the announcement, yeah, um, really polishing what we had to make it just sort of look as awesome as it could be for the announcement because it's a it's a really big deal when you've been working on something for that amount of time and then all of a sudden you've got to show it to the world mm. and it's kind of like oh, are we ready yet yeah <laughs> and yeah. all these sort of questions of doubt and but then you sort of all rallied together it was all hands to the deck and did a really good job making it look awesome so it was just a really big thrill to sort of have the reaction be so so positive i guess because totally. we've made two two games as a company so this isn't really the second album Mm. Well, it's, this, it's the second IP. Second IP. <laughs> that Sec- romantic term. <laughs> <laughs> summing up. And summing so, up. after the uh, heady success of uh, Little Big Planet, there was a little bit of a kind of trepidation about mm. Mm. launching something new. But it's, it's worked so far. Yeah. Using <laughs> to, to really like it. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, it, it's certainly a game with kind of quite a lot of mad ideas. Um, and I was wondering how easily people would kind of get a grasp on on all of the kind of the different facets of of the not exactly the the actual story of iota but the sort of story of the game um why the characters made out of an envelope and why is the world made of paper and why are these enormous fleshy fingers coming in and all this kind of stuff which you could quite easily well just wonder what what is going on um but um particularly from sort of chatting to a doing the interviews the day after everyone seemed to kind of just be like oh yeah yeah fine yeah which happens all the time um when can we buy it yeah oh <laughs> another game about giant fingers and, <laughs> and well i think the presentation and the trailer did a really good job of like explaining all those things because mm. uh, the funny thing is that i guess because you know we've been hard at work on this it feels like say if, if we were to kind of rewind time a few months there are many different games it could have been, perhaps at that point, or quite a few. So I think in our minds we can still feel the ghosts of the other games that it could be, and there's clearly there's the one that we've presented. But it's almost like that I think people out there have a better view of that because we're still <laughs> that's all they've got. by the other <laughs> things that it could have been. So mm. we're still trying to connect with the actual game we're making, mm. and not with all the ones that we might have made. Yeah, it's certainly announcing it makes it a lot more real. Mm. You know, yeah. it, it shouldn't, <laughs> because it's still we're still doing the same jobs we were doing before. But I guess the it's like we've publicly kind of um, promised to make a game. Now. <laughs> it's like, so it's like, this is what we're making. And it's like we're can, engaged engaged yeah. to our fans now. It's like intention to yeah. see it through. <laughs> mm, yeah, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> like psychologically, if there's a the, you know there's studies on like committing to things publicly and how that affects your ability to actually see them through and I think that's a oh, know, right. it is a big part of oh yeah no, uh, no, I, I, but, it, but it's a negative it. yeah, yeah if you tell someone you're going to do something you're much less likely to do it because yeah. the the act of telling people about it satisfies your thirst for for kind of showing off <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so we're not but don't worry we're, we're not like that <laughs> we, we, we don't make a proposal for marriage and then not see it through I get check how many Facebook likes we have and if it's of a certain Bar, then we can stop making the game. Yeah, job done. <laughs> yeah. What's your bar? If enough people are satisfied with the idea of the one game, one million. We don't have oh. to. Go, might have to wait a little while. Okay. For that one. Uh, Five. Half a million. <laughs> <laughs> so half a million likes. 
I was going to say. The, Hang on, this is this counter, is, not, this is, this is counterproductive. Yeah, it's normally yeah. the other way around. Right. We reward people. For, okay. There's no getting out of it now. Yeah, we're what? doing a Kickstarter with likes. <laughs> Ten <laughs> likes. Yeah, for every every fifty likes we get, we'll make the game one percent better. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's to infinity. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect game. If we if we get an infinite number of likes, yeah, we'll have the perfect yeah, game, and everyone will hate it. And then, <laughs> but if the only... game's not any good, not our fault. Yeah. Not enough likes. How many, uh, how many Facebook users are there? Are there infinite Facebook uh, users? Is it? it must be about probably half that. 800, <laughs> is it 800 million? Oh, math yeah, joke. but they, 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 they make up quite a lot of users, don't they? Yeah, they just they admitted that in, uh, it was it their, their filing for their, yeah, for their stock market IPO. flotation. Or, yeah. yeah. Ipu. You should call it an Ipu. It sounds, yeah. like a, sounds like the Queen saying Ipu. What do you mean they make them up? <laughs> Uh, no, they, they admitted that a lot of people have multiple accounts, therefore their active user base is not 800 million, it's actually... Uh, I was going to say... I was going to say the only negative feedback that I saw was um, people saying that they thought it looked a bit like a bunch of mini-games. All the different features of the, you know, the, the way that you can intervene in the papercraft world. What's your answer mm. to that? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> can we draw that out anymore? Uh, well, yeah. it is it is an adventure, so um, so it is about going on a journey. Um, you know, you're not you're not like oh, congratulations, you've unlocked the next mini game. It's like you are actually going to new places and finding new things and experiencing them all. The whole world is built as like the context for all these kind of novel interactions. So it isn't like ah, oh, now I need to do the rowing mini game where I have to do bizarre. Uh, calculations with my fingers <laughs> on the screen and drawing shapes and that somehow gets reinterpreted by the game into a character rowing it's like well I want to push my finger through the screen there and make someone fly in the air ha ha <laughs> um, so it's, 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 it's aiming for everything to feel charming and engaging and interesting and dramatic and exciting and all those things but without just, I don't know, suddenly giving you some arbitrary rules to follow. Um, and, and in the game as it currently stands, you're always, you're always retaining control of Iota. So you're not sort of switching from controlling this little paper character to then having to let go of Iota and switching into some kind of whack-a-mole game. Mm. There's still Iota there, and these godly powers of, of the gravity and you know, bringing the real world into the paper world are additive. They're sort of adding onto that those underlying controls because Iota, as, as, as strong as he is, has limited abilities so it's about that augmenting and not just switching from Iota to God mode, then that wouldn't quite work, it has to be you working together. It's kind of that playing on the fact that you're, you know, you're still playing a game but you're holding it mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. all the benefits that come from yeah. holding yeah. the world that you're playing with in your hands so that you can you know, throw everything around well, I think the other thing is that well, especially when you're announcing a new, a new IP, a new game, you can't just bombard people with every single facet of it, or it just comes across as this ridiculously messy, yeah, hard to yeah, grasp you experience. Read so, out the whole design. Yeah. Log. So what we and, and obviously <laughs> we want to we want to want to titillate and tease a little bit as well to keep people interested because there's a whole bunch more we'll be talking about up to the game's release. Um, but what we chose to focus on for the announcement was the the godlike powers mm -hmm. and your relationship with Iota yep. and hopefully if you look at the video it hints at aspects of the adventure yep. which although we didn't really show that in the announcement presentation you can see 
You can see the potential. I hope you can see that. Oh, why am I speaking like that? <laughs> <laughs> you can see the potential gazing into the future <laughs> voice. But yeah, so other common question that, that we've had from quite a few people is will you be able to customise your finger? Yeah, people keep well, asking that. It's definitely going to be your finger. So obviously uh, skin tone, um, gender, uh, fatness. Fatness. <laughs> Thinness. Yeah. <laughs> um, Girth. Yeah. <laughs> they're, age. Uh, they're all catered for. And age, yes. Yeah. Um, how far we take that? Um, and wartiness. Some people have very wartiness. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the interesting. Or you might want to know what your finger looks like if it were yeah. warty. Exactly. What? You mean that people exist that would like to customise their finger to look like a witch? Someone else's finger! <laughs> <Yeah>. Maybe. <laughs> That's crazy, crazy talk. The thing is, they always wish they had. <laughs> but they Really old and warty. Yeah. Cool. So we cater for that, right? Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, it's a niche market, but I think it's a, it's a, it's a growing one. What, a growing wart? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you should get that, that good you should get that frozen off. <laughs> what, what, wow. should we, what should we use that for? I don't know. Maybe as a censorship. Is this like an in-joke? Yeah. You're Sense so not you. part of the club. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, now. But Dave li- listens to the podcast every week. Even if it's not We do podcasts. <laughs> I thought this was the first one. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first tearaway podcast. It is. So it's the dawn of a new age. I think people may have noticed uh, a slight running out of things to talk about in the, in the last few podcasts. <laughs> yeah. So it's good to have a bit of meat mm. on the bone, as it were. I'm just hoping that this podcast is actually put out because the only one I've ever been on before oh. wasn't put out. I well, don't know, I don't know it wasn't put was out, anything. and you were put out. Yeah, I was. <laughs> well, we recorded it in the pub. Yeah, and, and I think there might be a correlation between. Have you still the got the recording? Alcohol consumed. We were drinking. And the amount of not put outness. Because <laughs> <laughs> the content of that one was really good. It's just that I really the enjoyed table it. Next it was way better us. than this one. <laughs> I've got some Barocca. <laughs> so, sure you need to re-record that podcast? Word uh, for word. I think, well, we I mean, we did. That was at Christmas, you see. We just hired some actors, some actors oh, to re-record the podcast. Was it, was it because oh. the, there was another game development studio sitting behind us who were talking about confidential stuff? No. Oh. It, it was probably... It, the sound quality was bad. You could hear the clattering of eating... There was, unli- there was unlicensed yeah. music in the background and there was mobile phone interference which was probably the worst one. Interrupted a podcast. Yeah. Well quite can't imagine yes. oh. <laughs> the chaos that would ensue. It's never happened before. Apart from when your mum phoned. Pre-let is not happening again. Yeah. Um any more Terry chat? There's gotta be. There's tons of amazing things you've been up to. Dave, you're looking at me. In an I'm, I'm just kind of in, enjoying the naturalistic way this conversation is going. This is this is how the just, podcast yeah. works. Having you know, funny. when we reach when we reach on null, I turn it into a peak. Kenny's <laughs> 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 oh, um, Something else I actually um, want to talk about here. We've, we've, we've had a lot of elks oh, made oh, by fans. Oh, yeah, yeah, elks. it's been amazing to see uh, see the well the wall of elk. Calling it the wall of elk. Well, we've got our yeah. We've got a, a wall of um, fan art. It's actually our uh, our little 
tea kitchen. We call it a tea point. Tea point. Sorry. A little tea As point. It's like yeah. a kind of a, oh, in, in the office. And it's, it's when we go make a cup of tea, we've got loads of fan art on the wall. And uh, today it's mainly been sack folk and little big planet related shenanigans, obviously. It's what we're known for. But now we've got a little uh, little elk section appeared in there mm-hmm. where we printed out pictures of lots of the elk or photos of elk. Is elk the plural of elk? The elk folk. El- elks? El- Elkses. Elkins. Elks. El- Elkies. Elkin Johns. <laughs> no. It doesn't, work. it doesn't work on any level. <laughs> That's why it's so clever. They're uh, awesome. Yeah, quite a flock. Yes. A, f- mm. a, f- a, a flock? flock of a flock of a flock of elks. A flock. Mm. Yeah. It's been it's been really cool. It's like we knew that we had a really creative community and being able to give them just something to make in the real world for a change. Is actually kind of exciting. And yeah, it's amazing how many people just you know leapt on it and yeah. started playing around with it. It's really cool yeah. seeing how uh how far people are taking it. Like some of them aren't made out of paper. Yeah. It's like a sort of Invisible solid snake elk. Yeah, one, one, made, it, one made out of uh, see through plastic. Yeah. yeah, I think that's probably my favourite because yeah. it's nice. just a bit crazy. It's <laughs> <laughs> one made out of leaves. Yeah, leaves. Was my cool. second favourite one is I don't I can't remember what the elk looks like, but it's sitting on some waffles. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and whenever I see that, I'm like, mmm, waffle. There's waffle one made game. out of a picture of another animal sheep like a sheep, a sheep. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't made understand that because like <laughs> why, why isn't it a picture of some elks because that's but doesn't matter uh, maybe I'll make one or maybe someone else will but uh, mm. a really cool thing about I guess having the elk plan out there and having these you know these creations people have made is that we've still got like well we're planning on getting the game out next year so we're having this feedback early enough that it can help us really understand what creativity is going to be in this because clearly you know we're interested in creative gaming and we're still figuring out what that can be and what that what that looks like in in the world of Tearaway so yeah it's fun to see what people are kind of grabbing onto and what they want to do with it and that kind of inspires us Mm. absolutely it's really inspiring for the team to see people not just say nice things but actually do stuff with this new thing we've made Mm. and it gets us all g'd up and excited yeah, but also it, it makes other people involved in in the process of making the game yeah. mm. in, in a very you know again in a very different way to Little Big Planet. But mm. the idea that you know we can change the game based on that it's nice that it feels like it's not just up to us. Mm. <laughs> you know, we can have these kind of these these inspirations from Definitely. everyone else out there. I think what else is really nice about it as well is what elk is really nice. What elk is really nice about oh, it as can, well. Can we cut that? Is <laughs> 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 that um, people are. Uh, you know, printing it out, and and they're getting creative in making the elk, even if it was plain. But then they're they're adding creativity by you know skinning them with different colours and making them transparent. But then also on top of that, again, they're like photographing them in on top of piles of waffles or out in mm. the Swedish mountain sides or you know just Swedish mountain sides. <laughs> thing. Uh, but you know, the, so the creativity just kind of keeps going, 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 and people really seem to. Be into that, and it's really lovely, you know, to still be reminded that our community, in particular, the MM kind of fan base, is like super creative. We love it. <laughs> yeah, and we're getting loads of it. awesome um, pictures of IOTA as well, ah, which is really true. cool yep. to see and see how like people uh, are kind of slightly reinterpret the character design or which bits of the character like really sort of stand out in their in their 
um, imaginations when they're well, the fact that they kind of really get it that the world is made of paper and you can yeah. just make it in the real world yeah. out of bits of paper amazing, by immediately making iota yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean that, that some of the iotas actually made out of paper are just so spot on it's amazing you can see them all on our Facebook page the Tearaway Facebook page right? mm. that's where they all are and our various other places but so what, what are the um, the Tearaway social media things and websites that people can visit yes <laughs> From memory. Facebook.com slash tearawaygame. All one word? Yes. Okay. Uh, is the same. Tearawaygame. Um, if you go to tearaway.mediamolecule.com, then we've got a website there with a trailer, and you can get the elk plans there as well, and that links off to all the various I love it when an elk plan comes together. Yeah? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I can't believe you went there. I went there. Have you made an elk yet? Uh, not out of paper. Out of sound. Out of, out of sound. <laughs> Elks are actually... Um, there's not that many <coughs> good elk recordings. Is that why you put the sound of a horse on the elk? Well, I've replaced that now. I actually replaced it with... Uh, oh, see, I've got some gibberish on the elk just now. You can hear it talking in the, um, in the video when he speaks. Um, but it's, uh, it's actually a red deer. It's a red deer, not an elk. I couldn't find, and uh, I've just been to Canada recently for my brother's wedding, but I'm not. There was I couldn't find any elk, and actually they're incredibly dangerous when they're rutting. So, uh, stay away from the elk. I think you should try harder. So, if anyone has a recording of an elk, please. <laughs> no, don't anyone get heart recording elk. No, no, dangerous, dangerous. They're a lot more dangerous than their bears. So, um, what what's more dangerous than a bear? True, but bears can climb. Elk have got a powerful kick, and they're a bit nuts. But they can't climb. When I was in Canada, I saw a wolverine. You saw wolverine? A wolverine. Oh. <laughs> there are more than one wolverine. <laughs> well, they don't, they, they don't, they don't, they don't actually wolverine. know how many wolverines there are. Oh. Wow. That's how rare it is. That explains why he's got so many films. Exactly. He's just really prolific. So shall we stop talking about our own games now? Uh, we've got plenty to talk about in the future. Mm. Don't want to stir up a hornet's nest, but if you've got any questions about Tearaway, you can send them into our podcast email ad- address, which is podcast at mediamolecule.com. Yep, or you could tweet them to at Tearaway Game, and we'll pick them up there. Um, and then maybe we'll answer them. I really right? like looking at the hashtag of Tearaway. Yeah? It's very interesting. I had no idea how many people own Tearaway pants. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's, a very, it's a very big thing, apparently. I've Lots of people talking about those. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't yeah. even thought about I that. I saw one the other day saying uh, uh, that you know he was he got the job. His job interview went well. Right. Must have been his tearaway pants. Oh. Uh, mm. Okay. So I, either <laughs> Is he that was that guy that came in for an interview here. Yeah. He was either interviewing somewhere to be a stripper. Yep. Full Monty style, mm. or there is an illicit trade in tearaway merchandise. True. Mm. And someone's wearing iota themed pants out there. Like trousers or No, I don't mean the American pants, I mean the underwear. Mm. Made of paper. Ooh yeah. paper cut. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Chafy. Uh, so long. yeah, let's I think we've talked uh, quite a bit about Tearway. Let's save Tearway for the next podcast and all the podcasts after that. Are you guys gonna come back on the podcast? Yeah. Scared you? Yeah. Mm, no. If we have, <laughs> I promise not pun. to do quite so many bad yes. non-puns. Okay. 
Bad man puns. Well, it upsets Dave. Or I actually think he secretly quite likes how bad my non-puns are. Because they're not really puns, they're just nonsensical gibberings of an idiot. I'm confused, because every time you make a bad pun, Dave writes it in some notes. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. <laughs> it's a big book of this is good joke, stuff. joke ideas. I wish I was this good. <laughs> yeah. But anger, I didn't get there first. <laughs> is that, is it gonna, Go it's back gonna, in time. It's going to find its pun. way into a comment in the code in the game now. Yeah. That's what's going to happen, yes. You're right, Kenny. That's what happens to all your puns. So, uh, what games have you been playing recently, Dave? I haven't. I don't believe you. No, you are. I've been playing, playing some. Games. Tell me uh, about the gums. Oh, there's games, some, there's gums? Some games. Weird indie game I played that I downloaded from Steam the other day. Called? It was. Had some absurd name. It was like some little story. It takes like fifty minutes to play through these giant block-headed characters. Oh, I know that one. Thirty no. flights of loving. Ah, ah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Thirty yeah. flights of loving. And it's a very odd game. And I, well, it's not even a game. I think. I don't know what I think about it, but I played it, and it confused me, which is kind of good. You know, you want a reaction. But was, finally, uh, the game was given away in the uh, Kickstarter for my friend's uh, podcast, Idle Thumbs. Ah. The music is done by a friend of mine. Who I like the music's nice. I like the music. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. So you play that, and what do you think? You just I don't understand what it was. I need to kind of play through it again. But I don't know. Like it was kind of interesting and experimental. But I think it was part of like a series of similar kind of experimental. It's you know seeing how to do linear storytelling in some kind of interactive medium. Mm. It's, in some ways, it's so. reminiscent of the Arrester in that regard because it's not a game either. Which, which it's an interactive entertainment experience. Yeah. Where you just don't, there's no there's no gameplay interaction other than walking around the island and hearing mm. a yeah. diary or a letter. I'm not sure which. Well, is I love those things because on some level they feel like they fail at being a game that I really want to play, but at things that stretch mm. the definition about what games can be or, or mm. what interactive entertainment can be, it's kind of cool. Like they're sort of yeah, know, pushing think, on on the frontier. I think as long as you know you're not going to get a traditional game experience when you go into it, then mm. it's quite easy to be pleasantly surprised and sort of just. Embrace it and enjoy it. It's when you go in like, right, where's the guns? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, hmm, not, not, might, might not be for you. <laughs> but uh, I think it's really nice finding these kind of small games out there where people are trying something new and you know it's going to fail in some way mm. and kind of, you know, respecting that they're trying that and, and rewarding mm. them and, you know, and, you know, giving them a few quid. Yeah, definitely. I'd buy that for a dollar. You should. It probably only costs. Or six dollars. <laughs> I think it's fairly cheap, actually. Mm. There's a predecessor to it, but its name escapes me. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, well. I thought that was the actual name. <laughs> its name escapes me. Its, its name escapes me. <laughs> it's escapes That's me. the most indie game title ever. Escapes me. Its name is escapes, escapes me. me. Brilliant. Uh, brilliant. Coming um, soon. Rex. I play that. Played a bit of Sound Shapes. I actually, of course you did, Kenny. I made, I'm the only game you play in. I made, I made a level, but I've not published it. I should publish it so people can play it. I've, I've half made a level, too. Shall we? Shall, shall we just, it's nearly finished. Maybe we should collaborate. Mm. Just put our two halves together. That could be interesting. Because <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was enjoying the juxtaposition of... That, like, like you, I was feeling like I either had to make a, a game that played well or I made a game that sounded good. So what I did was I like, wrote music and then built the gameplay around it, which is probably a horrible compromise, but it's an interesting challenge. No, that's what I did as well. Yeah, because you kind of want... You want both, mm. ideally. Um, but that's part of the, part of the challenge. Um, I'm going to invent a name for it now and then I'll put it up... Of your sound shapes level, yeah, escapes me. No, <laughs> yeah, shall we? Yeah, right. nice. Okay, yeah. escapes me. 
but that name might be taken. <clears throat> In which case, my backup is uh, British Summertime. <laughs> oh, smooth. <laughs> Quite a different name. Yeah. Well, search for the first one. If that exists, it may or may not be mine. Feeling that, search for the second one. If that exists, it may or may not be mine. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought the kind of the clever idea of sound shapes was that. Most people think they probably would make a bit of a rubbish level and they'd make a rubbish song. But they could do like a half good job of each. So you sort of half make a song, half make a level. And then you kind of accidentally, it comes together. Mm. Well, it's a bit, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, there is that. But there's also people who just try and write music with it and in total ignorance of the gameplay. And they make the travelling... It's a bit like an LBP when people were making music sequencers in LBP1. They were building music sequencers but irrespective they were of... They are sort of abusing it. Like, that wasn't what they were being stirred towards. Sure, but in some respects, you could say that Sound Shapes is... If you, if you, if you create a level that's where your, your 100% focus is on recreating, you know, I Feel Love or whatever, if you're wanting mm-hmm. to, like, try and recreate a track that already exists, that you are just ignoring gameplay. And that as long as people know that when they play it, that's fine. Because people are like, oh wow, that's really that's really authentic recreation, uh, and it's a challenge because it's you know it's quite hard to do because you've got these fixed elements you're working with in the in the levels. Um, so it's like can be interesting to try and bend those to make them fit the bit of music mm. you're trying to either write from scratch or recreate as a but fan. Might you stumble upon a song that just happened to be a wonderful gameplay experience? Or yeah, you could create some gameplay that just happens to sound cool. Yeah, no, the other way around. You you do your faithful recreation. And then you realise, oh, it's like they designed it. Well, and then there's that weird thing whereby if the music's that engaging, that it kind of makes you think the gameplay is better than it intrinsically is, and all kinds of interesting psychological phenomena. Who knows? But it's an interesting game. It's worth checking out. If, you, if you've got a beta, um, you should get one, because you need it to play Terraway. Yeah. And whilst you're waiting, <clears throat> get sound sheets, because it's pretty cool. Or let's play Planet Vita if you want to. Yes, that too. Mm-hmm. soon, isn't it? Yeah. Uh Two or three weeks. October? Nine. September? Yeah. <laughs> Zoics. <laughs> uh, what have you been playing? Uh, you? 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 Rex? You? You've been playing Rex? I've been playing. <laughs> like a cheap whistle. I can play Rex like a cheap whistle. Let's have another go. Yeah. That looks like it hurts, Rex. <laughs> Really unpleasant. <laughs> That's why they should not be given to school children to learn. Or to you. Why is it called a recorder? Oh, you must know this. You know all trivial, tedious musical facts. No, not not clearly it's not. Trivia. Oh. <laughs> well, um, it's the same thing. Because yes. it's confusing because it doesn't record anything. <laughs> no. So it should be called a player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I didn't know I was saying that. But that's what I meant. Maybe something else was called a player, and for legal reasons, they had to like, change its name yes. to the opposite. And in a, in a lazy, <laughs> a lazy creative moment, they just came up with the opposite. Yeah, possibly. Well, uh, yeah, you nearly erased my mind. I bleached your mind. <laughs> but you were asking me about what game. Yes, I've been playing. Probably mostly just Angry Birds, I think. <laughs> no. That's what Tom always says every every episode. But. But is he being honest? Yeah. Uh, it's not, no, anyway. <laughs> I have been playing... Well, I've been playing a game which I think Amazon probably needs to have its own custom wrapping for it, of a brown paper bag, because it was Lollipop Chainsaw, which does look a little bit sleazy uh, <laughs> with the girl in why? her... Uh, 
cheerleader, cheerleader outfit. Of it. Yeah. Is that what attracted you to it? Brooks? Yeah, and you're no. surprised it was a good game. No, it was it was it was, it was the pedigree, like the pedigree of um, of Mr. Sudar Fifty One, who ah, I'm, well, I'm a big fan yeah. of for his making games that sometimes work, sometimes don't work, but you always remember them. Um, and there aren't many games these days that feel like they were created by a few people and they're mad ideas. Mm. So um, I've really, I've actually really been enjoying it, and it's actually surprisingly sweet, despite all the violence and swearing and sexual shenanigans. Um, there's a really nice relationship between the main character, I've forgotten her name, Ms. Starling, and uh, the and severed her, head of her boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of those classic love stories <laughs> but it's a, it's a really cool relationship between the two of them because they're kind of they're bickering and they have little fights and they make mm. up and stuff it isn't just um they they feel like real people kind of exaggerated real people but um and do they talk to each other in that when we were in the pub the other day we were talking about um the original knights of the old republic by our mm. game and how yeah. when when the when you're sort of the characters in your um posse what's the word RPG terminology. Party, party thank you. Yes. Party. Your, your, your party. <laughs> and the, and the, when the the, the, uh, the characters in your party were walking around with you, they would have conversations with each other, and mm. it would like that hadn't really happened before, and it was mm -hmm. quite cool to just sort of hear them having a chat. Sometimes it would get interrupted by, by gameplay, but but it's still quite a cool idea. Do they do they have that kind of conversation, uh, or is it all cutscene? Kind of? Well, the thing is, I mean, there are only two of them, so it isn't quite so like, oh, hang on, you're not supposed to be talking to each other. Kind of <laughs> moment like you used to get in uh, Kotor. Uh, that's the deepest voice that's that I can do. Kotor. So it's more like like Doom or Duke Nukem, I guess, where where they'd be just saying funny puns into the air instead uh, there's a bit of dialogue yeah but they're saying it to each other which is yeah, so which is nice so um, not just to, to to the other yeah and i mean it is it is tied in with with the particular scenario that's going on where one may be sort of like um criticizing the other one because of a certain thing that you didn't manage to pull off and then they'll have a bit of an argument and then they'll get over it and yeah, it's cool, and it's just they they managed to do just an amazing job. But when you manage to decapitate more than three zombies at the same time, the the whole world just erupts into sparkles and rainbows, and you feel very cool. <laughs> wow! Yeah. What does the actual gameplay manifest as? Uh, it's kind of a very fast-moving brawler, I guess. Uh, you're learning. You you around this 3D world in a very kind of damn corridors kind of way except these corridors are things like um, well schools overrun with zombies obviously and then you go to I think you go to like a sort of plantation which has got a sort of 60s vibe because you've gone out into the hills of California and there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on up there um, <laughs> is there? yeah there's a, an amazing, one of the most memorable moments for me was uh in a combine harvester, driving around in a circle, mowing down zombies whilst <laughs> listening to an 80s pop hit. What was it? Round, 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 baby, you drive oh. me around. You swing me right round, baby, yeah. round, round, like a wreck, baby, round, round, right round. You swing me round, round, baby, round, I think round. it's that it's one. It's swing. Yeah. Presumably you doesn't. turn me. Turn uh, like a record. Yes. Swing me round like a record. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you swing me round like a combine harvester mowing through... 
A field of zombies. And I'll give you the key. R. Yeah. Uh, By the way, we need to stop talking at the end of the podcast. Oh. Uh, One last thing. If you want to work on Tearaway or perhaps our Mm. other unannounced but thoroughly exciting secret project, you should apply to work here at one of our available job positions, which you can see on our website, and there'll be a link on the blog post for the blog. But if you're already getting to the podcast via the blog, then there's a job section I mean, on the blog. Yeah, it's mediamolecule.com slash jobs. It's pretty pretty easy. Yep. Uh, off the top of my head, there's uh, still a design position and uh, a coder. Game, yeah, a gameplay programmer. Yep. An experience super-duper one that we need. Right, Dave? Yep. Urgently. Please. We need you. Uh, um, that might be a UI designer mm-hmm. role. Yeah. Or is it UX? Or is it UI? No, don't say UX. Sorry, is I that... hate UX. Oh, sort of point. X. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is an experience. Everything is an experience. Yeah. That's the name of the podcast. <laughs> uh, okay, that will be the third... If, if, if the first two names of my sound shapes levels don't work, the third yeah. one will be I hate UX. <laughs> that almost sounds like I hate you, Rex. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Well, that, that's what I meant. <laughs> anyway, mm. thanks for listening to Podcast 25. Sorry it's been a couple of months since the last one. Hopefully, we're a bit more regular now that we've announced our project. Yeah. But we are quite busy making it. Uh, that's I'll make sure they happen. Yeah. Good. Excellent. Um, well, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, cheers. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.